You're listening to Unexplained, Season 7, Episode 6, Look Me in the Eye, Part 2 of 3. Ever since meeting Peter, it seemed for a moment that the great cloud, which had been following young Annalisa Mikkel for so long, had been lifted. Throughout the week, she attended her classes and worked diligently, and whenever they could, she and Peter met for walks or quiet conversation in the courtyard. In the meantime, she continued to attend Mass regularly, just as her mother requested, and also found time to visit Father Alt, who seemed pleased with her progress. One morning in Würzburg, a few months into her first term, Annalisa enters her local church to make confession. Perhaps it was the troubling thought she'd been having about Peter, or maybe it was simply routine that led her there. After making the sign of the cross at the back of the nave, she moves silently toward the confession box and lets herself inside. But when she tries to talk, the words stick in her mouth. Speak, my child, came a croaky voice from the other side of the booth. Annalisa tried again, but still the words would not come out. She felt panic begin to rise up from within, and something seemed to have her throat in its grip. In horror, she leaps from the confession booth and bolts out the church. A few days later, she suffers a seizure. Then the headaches return, plaguing her day after day, and soon the voices and faces have returned too. The devil, it seemed, was back. For the next year, she struggles with her various ailments, making visits to Father Alt whenever they threaten to completely overwhelm her. Each time it's the same, an oddly distracted Annalisa would be brought to Alt's office. After some gentle insistence, she would kneel on the ground and bow her head. Then Alt would hold out his arms and begin the prayers. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you. And each time when Alt finished, he would make the sign of the cross and watch in astonishment as, like a flower turning to the sun, a newly bright and alert Annalisa would be revealed before him in place of the dour and vacant young woman of only moments before. It was like a miracle. For Annalisa, it was clear that only the church could save her. Alt, however, insists that she continue to check in regularly with the university physician, who prescribes her yet another course of pills. Throughout it all, Peter, falling ever more in love, supports Annalisa however he can, but she is often saddened by the way her condition leaves her so lethargic and numb, unable to reciprocate his love. Things soon become strained between them. In the end, Annalisa realises she has little choice but to trust him with her terrible secret, that something monstrous is trying to take over her mind. Peter is shocked at first, not quite knowing how to respond, but seeing the sincerity in her eyes, he tells her he believes her and promises to be there whenever she needs him. In her second year, worried that a loosening in her lifestyle might be to blame for letting the devil back in, Annalisa gradually withdraws from her social circle. Now, with a room all to herself, 
She finds new, more religiously committed friends like Maria Kay and Anna to share her prayer sessions with. By early 1975, her efforts appear to be vindicated as the voices and faces are banished and the seizures clear up too. But in late spring, Annalisa's grandmother, a much-loved and calming influence, passes away at her home in Klingenberg. With her sister Barbara now living in Sulzbach and Gertrude working in Spain, Annalisa feels something shifting away from her, as though she were a boat suddenly unmoored. A few days later, she sits with Anna and Maria, ready to begin their prayers. Annalisa can't seem to concentrate as Anna and Maria chat between themselves, their voices growing steadily louder and louder. Unable to think, Annalisa yells for them to be quiet. Anna and Maria turn to her in confusion. They'd been completely silent the whole time. Another time, Annalisa is suddenly overcome with an uncontrollable anger. She tears down a picture of Christ from her wall, then grabs her rosary and rips it apart. The beads scatter loudly across the floor. Unable to calm down, a terrified Annalisa runs to the church to pray, but as she reaches the threshold, something seems to have her in its grip. No matter how hard she tries to enter, her legs will not move across the threshold. Annalisa rushes back to her room, slamming the door shut behind her, and there she stays all night as the voices come again, begging her to join them in hell. The next morning, a desperate Annalisa calls Father Alt. He is met by Annalisa's friend Anna, who leads him up to the room. When he arrives, Annalisa is crying quietly in her bed, clutching a new rosary tightly in her hands. Anna watches from the doorway as Father Alt kneels by the bed and urges Annalisa to pray with him as tears stream down her face. I believe in God. I believe the in Father God, Almighty, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven, creator of heaven. Moments later, Alt watches in horror as an unearthly scream is ripped from Annalisa's throat. Father Alt turns to a stunned Anna. Has she taken her pills? He asks as Annalisa continues to scream in anguish. Yes, I saw her take them, she says. Get Peter now, says Alt. Alt makes the sign of the cross and quickly and quietly utters the solemn blessing. May God, the Father of lights, who is pleased to... Annalisa's breaths begin to slow until finally she is stilled. Alt stares at her in the ensuing silence. It is time, he thinks. Taking a moment to steal himself, he places his hand on her head and begins. I... Father Ernst Alt, Minister of Christ and the Church, in the name of Jesus Christ, command you, unclean spirit, if you lie hidden in the body of this woman created by God. At first there is nothing, then Alt feels movement under his hand. 
Slowly, Annalisa lifts her head, her face twisted into an angry, grotesque grimace is almost unrecognizable. Then her body begins to contort and writhe under Alt's hand. As he holds firm, Annalisa grabs at her rosary, ripping it to shreds before throwing it across the room. A breathless Anna arrives with Peter, but before they can speak, Annalisa fixes Peter with a wild-eyed stare, and in a rough, guttural voice, she screams for him to get out. She's eventually calmed and gently ushered to sleep, but all who were present are left in no doubt as to what they have witnessed. That summer, Annalisa's mind drifts between lucidity and confusion. She continues to suffer seizures, and sometimes she just freezes and seems to vanish completely from behind her eyes. She and Peter agree that whenever she enters one of these strange trances, he should look her in the eyes to see if she is still present. If she is able to move them when he asks, he will know that she is still there. By mid-July 1975, Annalisa is back home, living with her family in Klingenberg. One afternoon, Father Alt's colleague, Father Karl Roth, is in his office when the phone rings. He answers it to find the trembling voice of Annalisa's father, Josef Mikkel, on the other end of the line. Annalisa can be heard screaming in the background. Having been unable to get hold of Father Alt, Yosef asks if Roth can help them instead. Father Roth agrees to see what he can do and arrives at the house a few hours later. When he steps inside, he is immediately overwhelmed by a foul stench, as if something putrid has just been set on fire. The smell intensifies as Yosef leads him through to the kitchen, where he stops abruptly at the sight of Annalisa, standing stiff in the middle of the room, as if in a deep trance. Then, without warning, she suddenly sprints towards Roth. The terrified priest only has time to stumble backwards before she stops again, sudden and rigid, no more than a metre away from him. Roth can only stare at her in amazement as she regards his face for a moment before flinging herself back towards the other side of the room. Roth fumbles for his crucifix, and hurriedly holds it out in front of him. The sight of it sends Annalisa into a fit of rage. Stop it! You're tormenting me! She shrieks. A deeply disturbed Roth feels very out of his depth. Unwilling to do any more, he promises to inform Father Alt of everything he's seen, and then swiftly leaves the house. Together, Fathers Roth and Alt take their findings to local head bishop, Josef Stengel, and implore him to grant them permission to conduct an exorcism. Stengel agrees to a small exorcism, a test to determine if a more comprehensive exorcism is required. A few days later, on Sunday 3rd of August, Roth and Alt return to the Mikkel's home. The now 23-year-old Annalisa sits patiently on her bed before the two priests, 
as Alt pulls a small black book from his case, then kneels down before her. Most glorious prince of the heavenly armies, Saint Michael the Archangel, says Alt. Annalise's eyes draw closed. Slowly her head begins to loll, while her body starts to twist. What begins as a moan grows steadily to a full-on growl. Defenders in our battle against principalities and powers, continues Alt. Stop! It's burning my arms, she cries. The priest continues unmoved. Against the rulers of this world of darkness, against the spirits of wickedness in the high places. Without warning, Annalisa flings forward, trying to knock the prayer book from Alt's grasp, but is restrained by her parents, Yosef and Anna. Fathers Alt and Roth have seen enough. While the family wait for the church to decide what to do next, Joseph and Anna struggle to keep the worst of it at bay with prayers and the rosary, but nothing seems to work. One morning, Anna finds Annalisa in her bedroom, gasping for air as an invisible force appears to be shoving her face down against the floor but any attempt to get her up or straighten her out results in a terrifying choking fit that Yosef can't bear to watch. As quickly as the fits begin, they can just as quickly stop, leaving Annalisa in bizarre, catatonic states. When the hot summer days reach their peak, she tears at her clothes and runs naked through the house in a desperate attempt to cool down. At night... Having moved into the attic, she can be heard running about the room, accompanied by endless blood-curdling screams. One morning, Anna finds Annalisa staring at a spider as it makes its way across the floor. Before she has time to intervene, the young woman has put it in her mouth and swallowed it whole. Annalisa senses clouds of flies amassing around her, while strange distorted creatures scuttle about in the shadows. All religious iconography is torn from the walls or smashed to pieces. On one especially difficult day, with Father Alt on holiday, Jesuit priest and exorcism specialist Father Rudovic is sent for. He arrives to find Annalisa lying on the kitchen floor in a trance, with small open wounds on her hands and feet, that Anna claims appeared one morning without reason. After shepherding Annalisa to the sofa, Rodovic confirms to Anna and Yosef that a force of immense evil has possessed their daughter. Rodovic takes hold of Annalisa's hands, and in a clear, assertive voice, he asks... What is your name? Annalisa's eyes roll back, and her head lolls from side to side. I am Judas, she replies, in a low, unfamiliar tone. Moments later, Annalisa opens her eyes and looks at Father Roderick, as if only seeing him then for the first time. When Father Roderick makes his report, the church agrees unanimously to proceed with a full exorcism. Sadly for Annalisa, by then Father Alt had moved to Ettelburn, 
a hundred kilometers away and was unable to commit fully to the task. Instead, it falls to the much-respected Father Arnold Rents of the nearby Salvation Monastery to lead the ritual. Alt agrees to join him for the first day, and so it is that at 4pm on the 24th of September 1975, Fathers Rents and Alt arrive at the Mikkel household to begin the blessed exorcism rite of the Rituale Romanum. Anna and Joseph have prepared a room upstairs at the back in the hope that the sound of Annalisa's screams will not be heard by the neighbours. Fathers Rents and Alt enter the room to find Annalisa waiting patiently for them on a wooden chair. Seated around her are her parents Anna and Josef and her sisters Barbara and Roswitha and the ever-dependable Peter who has stuck with Annalisa through it all. Her neighbour Tia Hein and her husband complete the congregation. To the left is a makeshift altar laid with a clean white cloth on which is placed a crucifix bearing a statue of Christ along with framed pictures of the Virgin Mary, the Archangel Michael and the Sacred Heart of Jesus. The group watch in anxious silence as Father Rents, in his white and black robes, lays his briefcase on a side table and removes the purple stole before solemnly placing it around his shoulders. Next, he takes out a vial of holy water and relics of Pope Pius X and St. Vincent. With great trepidation, Rents shares a look with Father Alt before turning to Annalisa. Holding his Bible in one hand, Rents makes the sign of the cross with the other, then takes the vial of holy water and flicks it lightly over the nervous congregation. When he comes to Annalisa, the touch of the water causes her to jerk and growl in pain. Roswitha's eyes widen in horror as Barbara squeezes her hand. After a brief pause, Rents drops down to his knees. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, they all murmur in reply. As Rents proceeds with the litany of the saints, a strange moan escapes Annalisa's mouth as her body becomes more and more restless. St. Luke, St. Mark, Rents continues. Annalisa thrusts forward, her legs kicking out violently. Herr Hein rushes towards her, and together with Peter and Josef, they force the young woman back down into her seat. She growls and thrashes wildly in response as the three men struggle to hold her down, her teeth gnashing as she tries to bite their skin. I command you, continues Rents, unclean spirit, whoever you are, along with all your minions, now attacking this servant of God. Then a monstrous scream erupts from deep in Annalisa's throat. Stop with that shit, she shouts. Her mother Anna gasps, struggling to hold back tears, as all in the room stare in terrified amazement. Father Rents places his hand on Annalise's head 
as she continues to growl and squirm underneath him. They shall lay their hands upon the sick, and all will be well with them. Another flick of holy water has Annalisa howling again in pain. Put that shit away, she yells. Unable to keep her safely on the chair any longer, Peter and Joseph help Annalisa onto a small couch at the back of the room. Emboldened by Father Rents's words, the congregation break into a gentle song. Annalisa cries out at the sound of every word, as if they are being carried to her on waves of fire. After 16 hours of relentless battling, Father Rents brings the session to an end. In a moment of lucidity, Annalisa implores him to continue, but Rents is wary of pushing too hard and insists they finish for the night, telling them all that a long road lies ahead. Over the next month, Father Rents and the others will gather eight times in that little room at the back of the house occasionally breaking for tea and cake during the more exhausting sessions. Sometimes Annalisa becomes so enraged, they bind her hands and feet to protect her from herself. Those who attempt to restrain her complain of a great weight pushing down on them whenever they draw near. Often, Annalisa will return to her normal self, her mind sharp and clear, only to be seemingly taken over again by the dark spirits and their wretched voices. On the times that he can be there, Father Alt tests Annalisa by switching languages, questioning the voices in Dutch or Latin, but every time they seem to understand. During one session, she again develops the four wounds on each of her hands and feet, the marks of the stigmata, according to Father Rents. After weeks of interrogation, Annalisa's tormentors seemingly reveal themselves as Nero, Cain, Lucifer, Hitler, and Judas, each of their names uttered from Annalisa's lips with the same guttural growl. One afternoon, Father Alt is telling the family about a disgraced priest by the name of Valentin Fleischmann who ran Alt's parish back in the 16th century when Annalisa lets out a terrible scream. They watch in horror as her body twitches and her face shifts into strange shapes as if something were trying to come through her skin and a sixth demon announces itself. It is Fleischmann says the voice coming from Annalisa's lips. Father Alt is astonished when the voice then later recounts how it had once killed a man and battered a woman in details that could only have been gleaned from the archives of his Ethelburn parish. In the days between sessions, Annalisa incredibly is able to study for her end-of-term exams. Other times her mother finds her staring off into space while simultaneously kicking the underside of her bed until her feet split open and bleed. In October, Annalisa is sitting alone in her bedroom when another voice appears to her, one she has not heard before. It is soft, gentle and loving. 
the voice announces itself as the mother of God. It tells Annalisa to be brave and that she must endure all this torment to carry the burden of so much sin that has befallen the world. She need not fear, it says. She will be free soon. All the while, the sessions continue, recorded by Father Rents on a reel-to-reel tape recorder. Some nights, he plays the recordings back to Bishop Stangle, as together they sit enwrapped in the dim light of his office, while the supposed voices of Satan's minions echo around the room. On the 29th of October, the voices deliver an unexpected message. They will leave on All Hallows' Night, Saturday 31st. Gathering on that day, in the small back room, an air of cautious optimism descends as the family take their places around the stricken Annalisa. In the name of the Holy Trinity, in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost, I command you to go out. Never to return, repeats Father Rents. A splash of holy water is followed by Annalisa's agonizing screams, but the voices refuse to appear until finally one of them gurgles up. Who are you? asks Father Rents. Are you Fleischmann? asks Father Alt. Yes, I go now, it rasps. Into hell, demands Alt. Yes. Annalisa doubles over and retches violently. Then a swift growl of Hail Mary full of grace is heard and the room falls completely silent. Father Rents is the first to break the silence. Fleischmann has gone. Now it is the turn of the others. Then... One by one, the supposed Hitler, Cain, and then Nero all seemingly take their leave from Annalisa's body. The announcement from each voice is accompanied by horrific screams as they beg Father Rents not to send them back to hell. Finally, it is only Lucifer left. With a raspy, Hail Mary full of grace, it too seemingly takes its leave from Annalisa's body sending an exhausted Annalisa collapsing back onto the sofa. A waning moon hangs outside the window in the dark autumn night as a long-forgotten silence returns to the Mikkel household. There are gasps and apprehensive murmurs as Annalisa begins to stir, coming round as if from a dream. Is it over? she asks meekly. It seems the mother of God's apparent words have come true. The congregation weep with joy and break into song, the elated voices rising as a majestic euphoria floods the room, so much so that they don't hear it at first, the shallow gurgle snaking through the gentle choral melodies, turning into another horrifying scream that brings the joyous hymn 
to an abrupt end. They turn in terror towards Annalisa, now sitting up again on the sofa, with a strange smile playing on her lips. But I am not yet out, comes a coarse voice. A rare window of good health the following week enables Annalisa to return to Würzburg to take her theology exams. The next few months are spent travelling back and forth to Klingenberg as Father Rentz continues unsuccessfully to coax a name from the demon who refuses to be exorcised. When Annalisa's friends ask where she's been, she offers only that an illness has kept her from her studies. As the year draws to a close, there's no let-up from the unnamed voice that plagues her every waking hour and who spits and rages at Father Rents whenever he comes near. In early 1976, the voice finally reveals itself. I am Lucifer, it says, insisting that it never actually left. One evening in the dorm, Lucifer tells Annalisa to press her face to the floor. Do it until you can't breathe anymore, he says. Now strip naked and go to Anna's room and climb under her sheets. Annalisa screams as her body seems to undress itself until she is finally released. She puts her clothes back on and climbs terrified and shaking into bed. And there she shivers all through the night begging for a peace that never comes. You've been listening to Unexplained, Season 7, Episode 6, Look Me in the Eye, Part 2 of 3. The third and final part will be released next Friday, October 6th. This episode was written by Richard McLean Smith. Unexplained, the book and audiobook, with stories never before featured on the show, is now available to buy worldwide. You can purchase from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Waterstones and other bookstores. Please subscribe to and rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and feel free to get in touch with any thoughts or ideas regarding the stories you've heard on the show. Perhaps you have an explanation of your own you'd like to share. You can find out more at unexplainedpodcast.com and reaches online through Twitter at Unexplained Pod and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash unexplained podcast.